My name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Um, now before we get started, I just wanted to thank everybody who has been listening to the podcast lately. I always really appreciate it, especially if you haven't listened to the Demon Slayer Mook and Train um, podcast. You can go find that on the feed right before this one. Um, now, the thing I want to talk about today was something that... Um, I've been watching a new show, I've been watching, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna cover it for the podcast, but I've been watching Godzilla Singular Point over on Netflix, and it got me, it got me thinking about a thing Netflix does, and that combined with a video I saw about, um, the Chinese, that Sony Netflix Chinese, like, conglomerate um, Copro, um, Wish Dragon, uh, got me thinking about, and that is Netflix's, like, Netflix's arm of marketing, because if you haven't heard of Wish Dragon before, apparently a lot of people haven't, it just wasn't promoted, and the, um, I can't quite figure out why it wasn't promoted. You know, the uh, review of it that I saw was just like, I'm going to talk about this this movie because most people won't, because most people won't have heard of it by now, and it's pretty good. And the the, the quality of the movie really doesn't matter. It's really, what, what it got me thinking about, and it got me thinking about the, like, the promotional aspect of being a, a media company and why media companies do things. And I've talked about why why it is in Netflix's interest that you believe the Castlevania, the, a show like Castlevania, and the show, I'm not even going to use Godzilla, but I'm going to use Be the Beginning, actually. Why you think about those two shows in the same vein as each other, even though they are very different shows produced with very different styles and, like, intentions. Netflix wants you to think of them as the same quote-unquote genre. And that's why it's using... That's why it's using the term Netflix original anime for basically any, any anything that it produces that's animated at this point. It's wild. And the reason why they're doing that, and I've talked about this before, I've like mentioned it before, and I think I did a Sunday edition explicitly about this, is that they want to open the field for whatever they want to dump into it. And they want it to be accepted in the same way as, say, you know, the, in the same way that as say the latest streaming hit or like say kill the kill is accepted it's accepted as just commonly being like oh that's an anime they want that for anything they can put out and it disturbed me a little bit i was listening to um the latest 
uh, trash tastes, and they started talking about Castlevania as if it was just a, a seasonal anime that they hadn't caught up on. And I just... If you've listened to this podcast for a while, or even even a little while, you know that I'm not the kind of otaku to go into, like, directors and voice actors and, like, production notes. So I'm not somebody who, like, looks this stuff up and is really hyper-obsessed with that stuff. Partially because that's just not the way my brain works, and it's not the way I want to think about the medium of anime, but it was surprising to me to hear, you know, three very prominent anti-tubers just talk about Castlevania in the same vein that you talk about Attack on Titan. And it it bothered me because I was like, that is a, that's clearly a Western production produced by a studio, I think in Texas, for Netflix specifically. It is not a, it is not by the, by the terms of animation from Japan being anime, anime. And I didn't really, I didn't really have a good reason as to why you would want to make that distinction still on Netflix and why Netflix itself would might want to make that distinction until I watched Godzilla Singular Point. And that's probably not true. I could probably do this with um, Be the Beginning or a- any number of like actual Netflix original anime. Um, but I think that Godzilla Singular Point is the clearest, it is the clearest demonstration of it. Because in V the Beginning, V the Beginning, first off, is a beautiful show. All the, net, all the actual Netflix original anime, like V the Beginning and all this stuff, all looks really good unless it's Polygon Pictures stuff, and then it's just it's just a mistake. It's just it's just why are you doing this? Oh God! But um, it's the production work on Singular Point is immaculate and is very clearly from the minds of, you know, animators dealing with the thing they love, who, like, I'm not going to say pulled one over on the world, but, like, have had a winning moment in their careers when they were like, oh, wait, you mean we got the Godzilla project, we get, and we get Netflix budget? Absolutely. You know, the the character design chops are there. The, like, it, there's animation, mo- there's, like, small animation moments in that thing that are beautiful and interesting and cool. And 
So I want to talk about a scene in that will demonstrate this even better, actually, in um, Spirited Away, that people have called atten- people call attention to in the um, in like the like director's cut of Spirited Away. So the scene when uh, Chihiro is running out of the bathhouse and she goes to um, the um, spirit guy. I think his name is like um, Ryoji. And she asks for her clothes back, gets her clothes back, changes it into her clothes. And there's a moment when she stops and she taps her shoe down. She taps her shoe by the toe onto her foot. And this is a thing that all of us do. And I talked about this, um, I think, a couple weeks ago on the sun, on either the Sunday or Thursday edition, where there are things about life that if they're missing, you... That... It, you wouldn't notice if they were missing in an animation, but there are also things that you notice if they're missing in animation. Like if there's no sound when someone like puts something on something else, it, you notice it. But there are also things you don't notice, and that th- things that people don't take time to do because there's no point to it really, but also have this aesthetic charm that is added into that adds to the moment. And oftentimes especially action oriented anime don't aren't interested in this. You can you can see it, it you can see that to be true in something like um Record of Ragnarok, which is an act, which is another Netflix. Pro- I'm gonna call it a Netflix produced anime that's um airing right now. That is um several shades of terrible. I might add, I'll probably actually drag that thing through the mud on the podcast at some point too. Um, but one of the big things about that show is that it's like everything it's doing is in service of the hype machine of itself. So you have no, like, cute, interesting little touches that don't matter, that, that, that just don't don't add up to anything. They, they're just there. Everything that's there is a lead into another, to the next thing you're about to see. And in a show like Castlevania, that is also largely true, and yes, that show is gorgeous and it has like massive ethereal beauty, but it is also very much concerned only with the action. It, all the like stuff around the edges of it that you that they lead you on to is they give you the back of like the story bits to, like, let you know that, like, Cypher and Belmont, that Cypher and Trevor are a thing, and they have fucked for a long time, and Cypher is pregnant, they, they tell you, they tell you, but they don't really, they don't really, they tell, the thing is that they tell you constantly, they don't really show you they don't, and I'm not talking about, like, I want a fucking sex scene in, um, Castlevania. 
that's not necessarily what needs to happen. One of the um great one of the great um quotes about that show Mad Men is that Matthew Weiner originally pitched it to um HBO. And if you look at the show functionally, it seems like a perfect HBO show. And HBO passed on it at the time for he didn't say why, but he did say that ultimately he was glad that they passed on it because on HBO you can do whatever you want. You can like have Don Draper fuck nine people and stab and stab one of them on his way out the door. And an an HBO exec wouldn't bat an eye. But what he said was without because he was on network television and because he was on and was constrained by it and couldn't show a sex scene, what the sex in the show became about wasn't the like raunchiness of the sex, it was the consequences afterwards. You know, there's a scene there's a scene in um later at some point in the show where um Joan with the character Joan sleeps with somebody to get a job to to like get the their firm a job and that whole um that whole scene becomes a pivotal scene for her character and they have a whole conversation about like sex in the workplace sexual harassment sexualization of female employees on and on down the line and it It would have been less potent and less and felt less strong if you, the viewer, still got the like lurid sex scene. And that's something that happens a lot anyway, that happens a lot, particularly in anime, it's like the 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 character does not get the sexiness of getting to see you know the character the female character naked but you the viewer do and oftentimes they break you know they they specifically break the conventions of a show to have you do that if you look at um Kuroko no Basket um Kuroko's Basketball which I talked about a couple weeks ago there's a bathhouse scene where you get to see the female, the like the, the only two female characters just in the buff, and they like they 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 they, they attach it to the story and the whole thing, but it's not. It doesn't feel natural. And what I'm saying here is that there's a big difference in production style in take to storytelling and take to all the stuff between anime that is really produced as anime and that actual anime is produced by the people who have been producing it and a western studio doing things with western sensibility um one one of the big tells that you can like if you're like no alex you know Anime is a mindset. Not really. And granted, I know last Sunday edition, I ranted about freaking Notre Dame, Hunchback of Notre Dame 2 and declared that it was anime. But 
that was a gag for a purpose, I promise. Um, the, the big difference in anime that you watch, like Godzilla Singular Point, or like Be the Beginning, or even um, that mask shows they made, is that, if, and Castlevania, is if you listen to Castlevania, there's like this quippy, fast, very American-feeling dub to it. But you look at something like Godzilla Singular Point, and the dub's really good. It's a lot of fun. And it's interesting, and they do a great job of, like, contextualizing the whole thing. But at no point does it feel showboaty. At no point does it feel like, dude, does it feel like, hey, dude, hey, bro, in the way that Castlevania, specifically the conversations between Alucard and Trevor, can feel. And it's just, it's just so... Watching, watching, watching Godzilla once again. I'm gonna cover this probably in the next, in the next uh, Thursday episode. But it felt so different than watching Castlevania that it was the moment of like, oh, they're trying to borrow the cool of this so they can get to. So, so they're trying to borrow the cool of this because they want it to market the other stuff that they're doing. And it was just, it was really, it was really crystal clear to me. And on that note, um, if you like this episode, you can um, subscribe to the podcast in whatever app you're using to listen to me right now. And new episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Thursday is a review of a show, me talking about a show. Um, Sundays are more like this. They're way shorter. They're way more metatextual. And if you wanted a great Sunday episode to listen to, I would highly suggest go listen to my episode, my Sunday edition, talking to Cosplay Fiend from from over on TikTok. That's a great that's a great um, display of two old Taku just like just spilling our guts out for an hour. And it's a great episode. It's way, it's much longer than a normal Sunday edition, but it's well worth your time. So go check that out. And on that note, my name has been Alec. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday edition. And I will talk to you on Thursday.